Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and this is episode 21. As you've been tracking with us through the Chronological Bible, we have been in the book of Proverbs, looking at what it looks like to follow the Lord's ways and to walk wisely. Joining us this week are Buddy and Amy Pearson, and as we talked about the book of Proverbs and those things that stuck out to us, uh, it really kind of boiled down to we can know all of this knowledge, all of this wisdom, but if we don't put it into practice in our lives, it bears no fruit. So stick with us as we talk with Buddy and Amy. Amy, Buddy, welcome. I'm so excited to uh, sit down with you and yeah. talk about Thanks the Bible this morning. Yeah. Glad to be here again. Um, yeah, Amy, this is your first time joining us. Yes. So why don't you just share uh, share with us a little bit about who is Amy Pearson? Well, Amy Pearson is a wife of Buddy Pearson. Um, we've been coming to the river for about five years. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. We have been involved in everything from youth, which is what yeah. we started out in, yeah. to now we do blended families and a lot of different ministry things. And we just love love being here and we love God's word. And your recent graduate, congratulations. I know, but yeah. I feel weird talking about myself. Oh, so okay. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I just asked you to you talk about asked. yourself. So it's totally cool. So yeah. I am a non traditional or was a non traditional yeah. student. Isn't that yeah. fun to say? I know. That's exciting. And I graduated Tennessee Tech University with a degree in communications on May 6th. Congratulations. Yeah, everybody keeps saying, so cool. Do you feel different? And I'm like, Well, uh, I should, right? Yeah. <laughs> no more papers to write. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so cool. And and buddy, welcome back. You thank you. You know, yeah, uh, get to do this today with your wife. So that's this fun. is awesome. We, you know, we we share so many things and we do so many ministry things together. It just feels natural to be able to to sit down and, and do a podcast with her too, because we're always talking about books of the Bible or verses or whatever. So yeah, it just comes natural. Yeah. We like and, to challenge each other just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I see you guys. You guys make a great team. Which oh, thank is, you. Uh, it's just really cool. Um, as we jump in here, uh, I know that both of you started following Jesus really kind of a little later in life. And um, so I was wondering, how has biblical wisdom affected your lives over the last several years? You know, maybe in contrast to what your lives looked like before you really started walking with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I didn't come to even salvation until my mid to late 20s. I And even then, I didn't have anyone teaching me anything. I just went to church on Sunday. It was your typical show up on Sunday, learn what you can, go mm-hmm. home. There was no actual Bible reading or anything like that. And about six years ago, I decided to go all in, mm. and that meant that everything I had from my thoughts, my music, my finances, to my time went mm. to the Lord. And I went from walking with having no victory because life just seemed so difficult before really investing in the Lord that I struggled all the time. It was a struggle, struggle, struggle. 
And then once I had started going all in for the Lord, life was still a struggle, but I felt so differently about it. Hmm. He gave me peace when peace was not normally the, the thing I would feel. Yeah. Um, it was exciting to be able to to think about the promises of God now in a different way. So my life before looked like dead man walking, and hmm. now I'm walking the streets of gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. You know, kind of a similar story, though. I, did, I wasn't raised in a uh, a biblical home, a Christian home. Uh, I, I did come to know Jesus at the age of 15, but it was, uh, you know, there was no nobody at home that that uh, discipled or mentored or anything like that. And it was pretty much all on my own. And so later on in life, uh, you know, I really went away from the things that uh, I knew to be true and, and followed a different path. And so when you, when I look at the, the book of Proverbs, it's like, okay, did that, should have done that, probably could do that. Oh, I wished I would have done that, you know, kind yeah. of thing. And so it's, it's almost like uh, looking at it from a past perspective, from a present perspective, and now, uh, what it looks like in the future. And I will say when I open the book of Proverbs, I feel like my IQ goes up about 10 points, uh, just, uh, from all the wisdom yeah. and, uh, you know, so you're saying you're soaking that in I'm and, soaking and that I can in. hold you to that being the wise one now? <laughs> well, is that what you're saying? I will say, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, six years ago, uh, I, I made the wisest choice ever made. Mm. I, I married, uh, Amy, we, we just celebrated Amen. our sixth I mean, anniversary. So, you know, that that just shows I, I am getting pretty wise. You know, yeah. I made a good wise decision there. Yeah. Of course, she said you. her her life radically changed six years ago. See, so there you go. It did. Well, actually, there's this, a little correlation there. Yeah. This endeavor happened together yeah. and we oh, really challenged amazing. each yeah. other to go all in. Yeah. That's so cool. Proverbs are really it's a it's a collection of wisdom. Uh, a lot of it's coming from Solomon. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see in First Kings that that God gave Solomon the opportunity to ask for anything that that he wanted, and it, that was kind of at a time where 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 Solomon was really worshiping the Lord, and he asked for wisdom. Mm-hmm. He asked for for understanding to be able to lead well, yeah, and um, to be a good king. So God granted him that. We were talking about that the other night, how even though he asked for wisdom, he didn't ask for just wisdom for himself. Mm-hmm. He he asked in order to yeah. be able to lead others, right. And how cool that is. Yeah. And that's and so most of the book of Proverbs is is attributed to him. There's some other writers that right. that are involved there. Um and the way we've been reading it in the chronological Bible, it's, it's taken kind of out of the order that's presented um in the normal Hebrew Bible and in our Bible and our translations. And so they kind of group it by some of these different topics. And mm-hmm. so so it's a little bit all all over the place. But as you guys have been reading this week, what are some of the things or maybe some specific proverbs or per- specific sections or themes that uh, were really jumping out to you? Proverbs is my favorite book of the Old Testament, just because every time I read it, every time I open it up, something new jumps out. Yeah. And and it is it applies to so many different things and you know i only came up with like three pages of notes here of three pages <laughs> of proverbs to to talk about so i know we won't get to all of them but it just it, there's so many different things that apply like i said to to my life whether it's you know wow this is what i str- want to strive for yeah. oh this is what i did i wish i hadn't done that but if somebody would have told me this a long time ago mm. and the fact that 
you know, it is in kind of an instruction manual. And one of the things that jumps out to me is we all want our kids to live good lives and to do the right things. Sure. There's so many things in here that, that we can pass on to our kids that, that shows them and tells them, you know, what to do and how to handle situations. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have older uh, kids. We're empty nesters now. We yeah. have two kids in college <laughs> and, and one that's out on his own, has his own son. And I can't help but, but go to Proverbs 22, 6, where it says, direct your children onto the right path. And when they're older, they will not leave it. Mm-hmm. And you know, dealing with the gathering ministry, how, how tough it can be when, when kids leave home and sure. then they find their own voice and, yeah. and they have their own beliefs. Uh, and, and that might not look the same as it did when they were at home. Right. And all you can do is you come back to that and you say, man, you know, if, if we've raised them right, if, you know, if, if that seed has been planted at some point, you know, you got to hope that they're going to come back to it. I think uh, for me, you talk about the how Proverbs is when you're young to learn. And I think how I feel like I was neglected a little bit in that aspect mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. I wish I would have known those things when early on. I look back over the life of raising our own kids and I wish that I could have implemented this a little bit better. Yeah, when they do grow up and go out on their own and get their own voice, we want them to walk out their own faith and be able yeah. to find their own faith. But being able to sow the seeds of what Proverbs teaches them helps them be able to discern a little bit of what good and evil right. is that they may not know. Oh, when I was young, I didn't always know what good and evil was. Mm-hmm. And so that that part I feel like I was neglected in. I wish I'd have had the opportunity to be able to discern that. Yeah. What you guys are saying reminds me of Proverbs 4. It's it's Solomon's plea to his children and to yeah. his son. My, my children, listen when your father corrects you. Pay attention and learn good judgment, for I am giving you good guidance. Don't turn away from my instruction, for I too was once my father's son, tenderly loved as my mother's only child. My father taught me. And he's quoting here something that his father, David, would would have taught him. Take my words to heart. Follow my commands and you will live. Get wisdom. Develop good judgment. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't turn your back on wisdom. For she, wisdom personified there, uh, for she will protect you, love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Mm. And he goes on. There's, I could read the whole yeah. thing, but... Uh, uh, you know that was that was Solomon's hope to yeah. uh, to pass that down yeah. uh, to his children. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, any other specific ones that uh, jumped out to you, buddy? Yeah, you know it 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 revolves around God, right? I mean, you, you know the the wisdom comes from God, and so that's when God asked Solomon, "What do you want?" And and he you know he knew he could get this wisdom, and it came from God. It's just some of the some of the proverbs that talk about you know just how important. Uh, it is for us to to know God and to fear God, you know. Like Proverbs nine ten through twelve says, "Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. Yeah. Wisdom will multiply your days and add years to your life." And then, you know, trust in the Lord. If you look at Proverbs three uh, five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. I yeah. mean, I look at that. And it's like, 
that's that there's your foundation. I mean, that's what it's all based on. That's what all the wisdom comes from. Yeah. Yeah. You're pulling out some of the greatest hits there. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah Proverbs, <laughs> Proverbs 3, 5 eight really yeah. uh, has always <laughs> yeah. uh, stuck out to me. But I, but I do think it's uh, I think it's prudent to say here, you know, Proverbs and, and so much of what's written there, they are not necessarily promises. Right. Right. They're kind of like this probably you you go this way you walk this path this is how they will find earlier you mentioned you know train up a train up a child in the way in the ways that he should go and when he's old he will not depart from it right right that's absolutely how we should live and and how we should operate but yet there's still that human component yeah. and that choice that right. has to but the probability is a lot of higher. that happens a lot higher if yeah. we if we follow these instructions if we follow these these ways, right? So I'm a big golfer, and there was uh, a teacher named Harvey Pinnock who taught thousands of people, and he kept a notebook, mm -hmm. and he just wrote a notebook down of all the little things. It was like his own little Proverbs book of golf. Yeah. And all those things were great that he learned as he was teaching people, but it comes back to you can have uh, all the wisdom, and you can have all of this knowledge, but if it's not applied, mm. what good does that do? Yeah, you know, if mm -hmm. if you don't do the things that that you know he told those guys to do, that's going to fix your slice. What good is it? Is it? And if in like you just said, these aren't these aren't promises. This is you know where little things where yeah, I mean, I mean you can have all the wisdom in the world, but if you don't apply it and practice and practice, right. what, what what good is it? Right, right, and that's that's Solomon. We see Solomon, yeah. even walking in that mm -hmm. in his life, right? Yeah, uh, because he he had this wisdom. He, yeah, he he wrote so many of these down, and yet you see him struggling. Um, even in the book of Ecclesiastes, that's attributed to Solomon as well. Uh, that kind of deals with kind of the exceptions. You know, it's like okay, well, it didn't all turn out this way. Mm -hmm. And so why was that? Well, and a lot of it was because he wasn't applying, as you guys said, his own wisdom. His own wisdom. Yeah. Right. And even though you have wisdom, and like you, the analogy you're using with golf, even though you know how to do something, if you're not doing it on a continuous basis, mm. you're not going to grow in that skill. Yeah. And it's the same way with with the Proverbs. You have to continue. You know, when I was working on my testimony, I might have slipped a bad word every now and then. <laughs> When you were playing golf, okay. is that what yeah, you said? Well, I'm not gonna talk about that. But I had to practice Are you still not working saying on your testimony? those. <laughs> Buddy, it's my turn to talk. Sorry, I'm just saying. <laughs> we played in the tournament Saturday. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, okay, golf track here. My point is, <laughs> you have to practice. You know, it didn't just go away right away. I had to be aware of it. I had to correct it, and I had to intentionally mm -hmm. stop doing it. And in, and over time, yeah. that mostly went away. So, yeah. and that brings me to one of the proverbs I love, and it's Proverbs eighteen twenty one: "The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences." And mm -hmm. to me, when I talk to people. I think that's the most powerful thing you can do is when you're speaking to someone, how you're speaking to, I guess that's why I'm a communications major, is 
I or was was a communications major. You're a communications graduate. I am a yeah, communications graduate. It's still hard to say that, but there really is life or death in your tongue. And so when you're mm-hmm. speaking to someone, you can either speak life into yeah. them or you can totally destroy them. And those kind of things either build you up or you don't recover from it sometimes. Think about some of the things in your world that maybe someone has said to you that maybe 30 years later you're still thinking of. Sure. You know, it, it, it's always said that uh, you remember the insults more than the compliments. Mm-hmm. And you remember the, the harsh words more than you remember the nice words a lot of times. And I think you also were looking at my notes because I also had that proverb. But how many times do we believe lies about what Satan tells us yeah. because someone else spoke them into spoke them over us and we feel like we have ownership of that now? Yeah. Yeah. One of those uh, proverbs that stuck out to me, and maybe one you're hinting at, uh, it's 1624. Kind words are like honey, yep. mm-hmm. sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Yeah. yeah. And man, that's who I want to be, yeah. right? Speaking kind words, speaking life and the terminology you used, Amy. Um, We're blessed to live in a country where we have free speech mm-hmm. and we are able to say and do the things that we want to do. And we just really have to be intentional on, are we doing it for the glory of God? Are we doing it to build people up? You know, just just think about what you're doing. Yeah, sure. For both of you guys, were there any of the Proverbs, and this might get a little too personal, I don't know. <laughs> were there any of the Proverbs that you were like, uh, ouch. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to read that one at the moment. <laughs> Gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you know, I, I look at Proverbs 9, and it's it's where wisdom and folly are portrayed in two different ways. Mm. And I look at my life now, and it's like, okay, I'm being invited in by wisdom, you know, Nine, one through six says, wisdom has built her house. She's carved at seven columns. She's prepared a great banquet mixed with wines, set the table. She's sent her servants to invite everyone to come. She calls out from the heights overlooking the city. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, come eat my food, drink the wine I've mixed, leave your simple ways behind and begin to live, learn to use good judgment. And I look at my life now, it's like, okay, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I want to be. That's mm-hmm. That's who I want to be hanging out with. That's the stuff right there that, that I long for. Yeah. And then, you know, you look over in the same chapter in, in verses 13 through 18, where Folly is is the woman named Folly is brash. She's ignorant. She doesn't know it. She sits in her doorway on the heights overlooking the city. She calls out men going by who are minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, stolen water is refreshing. Food eaten in secret mm. tastes the best. But little do they know that the dead are there, her guests are in the depths of the grave. And and I look and I was like, man, that that was me. You know, it was like anything that, you know, um, you kind of get a rush from it, you know. It yeah. was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was kind of where I was for a long time. Yeah. You know, it, it if it was stolen water, it didn't matter. Ooh, that was, you know, that was spicier, that was more exciting. I guess that's what it was, mm. you know. Looking for the excitement yeah. in life versus good judgment versus good judgment, yeah. yeah. And that that chapter, you know, was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that uh, to see where I used to be and but now where I'm at now. That I thought that was just a great parallel, a great example of of two places that you 
can be in your life. Yeah. Well, the hardest part about when we really transitioned into the role that we're in now as far as trying to be all in and living a righteous life was learning to do it in the manner that it's supposed to be done because of what Buddy just said about being spicy. We chased the spicy. We chased the excitement. We Mm. needed entertainment. We needed all these things instead of filling ourselves up with the Lord in the way that... So um, maybe we were used to having a drink if we went out. We had to reprogram ourselves to understand how to be able to have fun without that. Mm. And let me tell you, we have more fun now than we ever did <laughs> doing any of the things yeah. that we ever did before. Yeah. I think it's in those first couple of chapters of, of Proverbs and, and probably in, in chapter eight as well. He writes that that wisdom is more desirable and more pleasurable than silver or gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's more valuable. Yes. Yeah. Right? Right. And, uh, and I think you see that. Uh, and sometimes it takes us a while to, to figure that out, mm-hmm. right? To... Mm-hmm. To see the value, to see the treasure that walking in God's ways, which I think that's really the definition of wisdom, right? Yes. Is is just walking in God's ways, right. yeah. seeing the value of that, and and the more we immerse ourselves in in God's ways, in His path, in His plans, in His wisdom, uh, the less our desire for spicy the stolen waters is that yeah, what yeah. you know <laughs> yeah yeah the spicy the yeah eating the, secret the stolen the thing, yeah, yeah, stolen, yeah secret man yeah. that that really just yeah jumped out to me uh for sure but the more we the more we walk with jesus mm-hmm. the more we see the true treasure that he is absolutely that his way of life is man that we lose a taste yeah. for the, uh, and, and I love you those. So, yeah. so many of those proverbs that talks about wisdom is like honey, yes. right? Yes. Is, uh, yeah, uh, that's sweet to the sweet to the taste. Yeah, that's cool. Thinking about some of the the ones that that stick out that um, probably I need to continually hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one section called pride and humility. Ooh. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. so many of those jumped out to me. Eleven two, pride leads to disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Uh, kind of the classic uh, in sixteen eighteen, pride goes before, before destruction yeah, and before haughtiness fall. before yes. a fall. Right, uh, haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. Mm. I thought that. Uh, Another one, and I just circled this one. I thought it was interesting. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. Yes, I actually had that one because, and to me, it gets kind of into a a cultural issue of uh, society today, Mm -hmm. and and even trying to talk to people about issues, and that to me that was one of the things that that really um, hit me. Chapter 9, verses 7 through 9, it says, Anyone who rebukes a mocker will get an insult in return. Anyone who corrects the wicked will get hurt. So don't bother correcting mockers. They will only hate you. But correct the wise. They will love you. Instruct the wise. They will be even wiser. Teach righteous. And they will learn even more. And, you know, so many times you see people, they want to get on social media. They want to have these arguments. They want to, you know, think that you're going to change somebody's mind by getting on there and either insulting them or, you know, tell them that they're wrong or whatever. And, you know, 
this is to me this is a great reminder that you know just continue to to, to say the righteous things to do yeah. the right the say the right thing and and you do it in love i mean you don't do it in a in a condescending yeah. confrontational kind of thing it's kind words we're yeah. talking about yeah the yeah. kind words and and, and humility like humility, like you just yeah. said i mean we live in a culture today where humility is actually considered a bad thing mm-hmm. and that being humble is not going to get you anywhere and those kind of things when this book exactly talks about the opposite of that so today's culture to be humble gentle we were talking about this last night even how is a sign of weakness mm-hmm. in today's time, yeah. which is sad because that actually shows more strength to be able to have self-control in that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what it would look like if, uh, maybe we'll start a reality show if you guys are in yeah. a reality <laughs> show where we take uh, some people and we could erase like all cultural influence, all political influence, we'll just erase it all, and we give them the book of Proverbs, yeah, <laughs> and say, okay, this is this is it. This, this is, is the only way. This yeah. is the only way you can operate. It's just this. You know, I wonder what it would look like. I, I know that's not <laughs> that's not likely, but uh, and and obviously we don't want to erase the the gospel right from people because yeah. really it's the power of the gospel, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that enables us to be able to live these out yeah. right the but, proverbs house uh, yeah. there it is that's the, that's the, that's the title of the reality show the proverbs house i like it there the proverbs house. or the proverbs place man yeah. maybe what if each of our homes became the proverbs house yeah, yeah. And, uh, we uh, we really were pouring that in and 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 practicing living living these out yeah that maybe, would be awesome be pretty amazing but we are grateful for the holy spirit who yes who gives us the truly the ability to to live these things out. Yeah. But to me, this ties right into the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. And, you know, how if we just let the Holy Spirit lead us, we can have joy, we can have peace, we can live in love, we can have gentleness and kindness yeah. and self-control. Yeah. Yeah, as Paul writes there in Galatians 5, he's talking about, and he contrasts, mm-hmm. which is what yeah. Proverbs does, uh, he he makes this contrast between walking in the flesh right. and walking in the Spirit. Yes. Yeah. And uh, and I love that 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 imagery of walking one path or the other just is coming off the page to me just about through every uh, through everything we've read so far through Scripture. But but he does. If you're walking in the Spirit, then this is just who you are. Mm-hmm. You are a person of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Right. It's that. That's who. That's who we are when we walk in the Spirit. But if we walk in the flesh, man, it's so much darker and destructive. And yes, yeah. What would you guys say uh, as we kind of wrap up our time together? Any just words of wisdom uh, for the folks <laughs> that are listening to say, "Hey, this would be a good way to incorporate these, or to remember these, or to to walk these out." Listen to your wife. <laughs> Those are wise words. Is it what proverb is that? Listen to Did, Lady Wisdom. Yeah, you listen yeah. to Lady Wisdom. Uh, now, you know, for me, it's it's going and just picking up the Bible and and reading some of those things. But it 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 comes back to and we've we've talked about this on a regular basis: your your relationship with God and and where you want it to be and where you want it to go. And again, it, it comes down to you can have all the wisdom in the world 
but if you don't apply it and yes. if you don't practice it, yes. it doesn't do you any good. I mean, you can you can have 10 college degrees and you can have all this knowledge, but if you don't do anything with it, then what good uh, has it really done? What, what, what good is it doing uh, the people around you or, or you know, in, in society as a whole? So to me, it's about um, spreading this news. It's about telling people. It's about showing mm-hmm. people um, in, in our actions and in what we yeah. do, and, but also trying to lead people uh, in that direction mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of, you know, what my takeaway from that. Sure. And I'm thinking you can have like three college degrees and still okay. not know the ways. <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah. But seriously, that's a three college degrees and be an associate pastor, and none of those degrees have anything to do with yeah. that. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, what yeah. I am trying to say is that you do have three degrees, but you weren't invested in God's word right. until the last few years. Mm. And that's when true freedom and mm. you got a lot more connected with the Lord and you learn to walk in those ways. The key is being in the word, mm-hmm. being in yeah. the word. You have to read the word. You have to have that relationship with the Lord. Yeah. You have to spend that time with him. Yeah. And uh, buddy, as you were speaking, uh, I thought of the words of Paul in first Corinthians 13 it says you can have all knowledge. You can have uh, all of these gifts, yeah. but if you don't have love, yeah, yeah, then you're just, you just noise. Yeah, yeah. And so absolutely. I think a lot of it comes down to yeah. uh, the way that we love people and the way that we love God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Thanks. This was so much fun. I <laughs> yeah. uh, appreciate you guys for joining us this week. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at TWTW at theriverCC.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at theriverCC.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week.